This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Smith rifles that one to Mims. And that's a foot race. He's going to win. Touchdown, Baylor. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Five straight games, Anthony, where he's got a touchdown catch of over 20. That's To the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder. 85 yards. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires end zone. It's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and that's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to dip into the mailbag with the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And, of course, above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, what's going on, buddy? You know, not much. Just uh, uh, trying to not get as frustrated as you Jet fans are. But it's really hard because I'm sick and tired of watching this stuff, too. And on top of that, I you, all your uh, uh, fans' negative energy seeps into me, and it's understandable. <laughs> and that's why I kind of hate covering this team sometimes. I'm kind of glad for the COVID restrictions right now, though, because I don't have to walk into the locker room and just feel that negative energy just flowing inside me. So that that's kind of good, at least. Instead, it can just seep through Zoom for you, so you don't have to feel it in person. <laughs> Let's dip into the mailbag, and we'll start with this question from AJ Tronzano. I like this one. He says, I keep hearing Don Martindale is a potential next head coach. I know there's a connection to Douglas, so that would seem to make sense. What are your thoughts on this? So this has been put out there by a couple of people. I know Tony Pauline was talking about it. Connor Rogers said it on Badlands. And it does make sense because there's a connection there. There's also a connection with Greg Roman, who Joe Douglas worked with when they were with the Ravens as well. I don't hate the idea of Martindale. First of all, I love the fact that his nickname is Wink. Chris, you know that I love old school pop culture references. So anybody being called Wink Martindale is awesome. But I think what Jets fans really need to understand is this should not be about 
getting a creative offensive mind or a guru or anything like that. You can't be hiring somebody based on which unit they coach. What you have to look at is, does this guy seem to be somebody who can be a great leader and have the traits that would make an excellent head coach? Because if we've learned anything from this Adam Gase debacle, it should be, you've got to get somebody that can control the entire team. And yes, All things equal, you would prefer an offensive whiz over a defensive whiz. But if they feel that Wink Martindale is the right man for the job, I wouldn't be against it just because he's a defensive coach. Bear with me as I get through all this. I have no problem with going a defensive coordinator or special teams coach or more of a a CEO type approach. I have no problem with that. But at the same time, Right now, with uh, especially with it looking like the Jets are in play for the top overall seed, if when if until you give me like the staff that Wink Martindale or any defensive coordinator or Robert Sala in San Francisco, until I have an idea what type of offensive staff they're gonna go, I can't really uh, evaluate. I can't really say anything on it because as much as I, I would be cool with Wink Martindale getting the job, and that going ahead and thinking, hey, you might be drafting Trevor Lawrence, that's going to depend on um, what he's going to do with his offensive staff. Now, if I'm the one making the hire, if, if you're making me Christopher Johnson, then that's not going to be an issue at, at all because I'm going to get to sit down and talk to him and go through it all. So for my purposes, it's just easier for me to say – that, hey, I'd rather get, um, you know, an Arthur Smith, the Brian Dabble, uh, Dable, uh, that it's easier for me to say that now. But again, yeah, if they get uh, Wink Martindale or a Robert Sala or, you know, they go with a special teams coach and then they get a, a an offensive coordinator that I'm cool with, and then, then I have no problem with it. But we're not going to know that until way later in the process. So for – and for fans that are going to ask me for my preferences right now, they're going to skew offense right now. That can flip really easily if one of these defenders present a good offensive staff, but with, with that being a complete unknown to me until then, I'm going to I'm going to skew and lean a little bit more towards the offensive side. But, I, again, I would have no problem with it as long as they get the offensive staff right. Yeah, I would hope that if they're going to hire somebody like Martindale, that part of the reason they're hiring him is because they're confident that he can build a good staff. And that's really what this comes down to. If you believe the guy is the right leader for the job and a smart mind and somebody who knows how to not just manage the players, but manage the staff, then that becomes somebody who is absolutely an excellent candidate for the job, regardless of what unit he runs. And that's something that, as you said, Chris, you'll find out during the interview process. Or if you're Joe Douglas, you may know it already because, as we said, he already knows Martindale. So it's possible that he has an idea of who Martindale would pick if he were to get hired for the job. So that's something that'll be discovered in the process, but I don't think people should rule him out or be upset if he gets hired just because he's a defensive coordinator. Next question comes in from our friend Paul Esten Jr., a.k.a. Boy Green, over at ESPN Radio up in Syracuse. He says, 
Thoughts on the Ian Rappaport report and then the follow-up reports that we have now seen, Chris, on the rationale for the Jets keeping Adam Gase. Everybody knows my thoughts on this because I talked about it on the post-game report with Andy Vasquez. But Chris, you wrote a great piece on this over at JetsInsider.com, so I'm going to give you the floor. Yeah, uh, go ahead and check that article out. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. I go into a lot more detail on certain things. But the, the bulk of it here is just that reasoning is an insult to everyone's intelligence. To sit here and say that uh, you can't fire Gase because you don't want to put another voice in Sam Darnold's ear. What good has Adam Gase done Sam Darnold? What good has that voice done him? He's done him absolutely no good. We can we can sit here and argue about how much of a negative influence it's been, but it certainly hasn't been positive. It has not been good. There's been nothing good about it. So don't tell me that you can't afford to uh, risk Darnold's development by taking Gase away. Darnold has regressed under Gase. So if anything, you'd be making a Hail Mary attempt to try to salvage something out of him Why there's still a possibility. Um, It's on its face an absurd reason to keep him. Um, It just, it doesn't make sense, especially when you look at everything in Miami and how all the problems he had in Miami are all still here. And then you look at all the players who have improved the second that they got away from Adam Gase. You're going to look at Kenyon Drake. You're going to look at Ryan Tannehill. You're going to look at Devontae Parker. You're going to look at Mike Gusecki. You look at all these people. The second they got away from Gase, they started playing better. And I don't think that just giving Darnold and just any new buddy, especially Jim Bob Cooter, is going to turn uh, had the same exact turnaround that like Tannehill had last year. But I don't see how it can hurt him. It it could help at least a little bit. And even if there's just a one percent chance that it, it could help. I'm going to go with that 1% chance over the 0% chance of Gase doing anything meaningful here. Um, he said, I, I got into a lot more detail with it uh, in the article, but it's just an absurd excuse uh, on its face. It doesn't make any sense. If the rest of the team was trash, but Darnold and Gase were doing things and you could see a lot of positive stuff with Darnold and very little negative, then I would understand it. But it's not the case. Darnold has regressed under Gase. So don't tell me that you can't, it's, Gase is too important to him. That doesn't, it's, it's laughable. It's an insult to all of our intelligence and Jets fans should be furious that they're trying to peddle this nonsense to them. Next question comes in from Say My Nameth. He says, is Bella Goner at the trade deadline? Probably not because I just don't think anybody's going to want to trade for him. It's really sad, Chris, because here's a guy that probably would have been headed to Canton and by signing with the Jets, he may have destroyed his chances of going to the Hall of Fame. I, that's not something that I've thought about. And there's definitely time if he goes someplace else and, and rebounds, then everyone will be able to look past it because, you know, he was... Uh, like one of the best running backs I had ever seen beforehand. And, you know, if I had a Hall of Fame vote, I'm not holding uh, the Jet his time with the Jets against him. But, yeah, that's an interesting uh, thought. It, it could go against him. Uh, I'm, I'm with you, though. Uh, I don't 
I don't know who's going to do it. Who? What team? Is there a playoff team out there that is that needs a running back that feels like they're a running back away from making a serious run? I, I don't know who that team would be. Um, I'm trying to take a look right quick right here. And, you know, if, if the Chiefs didn't draft Clyde Edwards-Alaire, then, like, you could look at them. But they did draft Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, you know, I, I don't know what other team, where else it could go. I, I just don't see who's trading for him at this point. Maybe, you know, hey, maybe um, Chris Carson got hurt. I know it, it's not as bad as they thought. Maybe he gets hurt again or worse, and maybe Seattle comes back. I don't know what type of draft picks they, they have left, if they have any left with how they trade them. But that that's maybe, maybe that's the one team. That would be an interesting reunion. Imagine Le'Veon getting traded to Jamal's new team. <laughs> yeah, that would be something else after everything that's happened. I would bet that Le'Veon Bell is not going to get traded for the exact reasons that we just talked about. And I don't know if it's a prop bet that you can make over at my bookie, but if it is, I would recommend doing it because you'll probably win some easy cash. You can double your first deposit and win up to $1,000 by heading over to my bookie and betting on a prop like that or on one of the games this weekend. You could bet on a whole slew of games too if you want, not just one game. All the over-unders, whatever it is you want to do, parlay, all that it's available at my bookie head over there now use the promo code overtime get up to one thousand dollars in free play and double your first deposit again promo code overtime get up to one thousand dollars in free play and double your first deposit chris i think it's a safe bet that Le'Veon bell is not going to get traded but a shakier bet right now is whether or not Sam Darnold is ever going to figure this out. And Gus Toon wants to know about that. He says, do you think Sam Darnold is beyond help right now? Because I don't. I'm at the point now that I just feel sorry for him. And I hope they trade him so that at some point, maybe he has a chance. What a mess. Yeah, I think that sums it up for a lot of people. I'll be honest with you. I think that the odds of him ever becoming an elite quarterback are at just about zero right now. They've just ruined him to the point where I don't see it happening. You know that he's got talent, but I just don't think he's ever going to recover to the point where he becomes the guy that we expected. Maybe he goes somewhere else and turns into a solid to good quarterback along the lines of Alex Smith, but not the same style because I don't think Darnold has it in him to play that safe. But still, maybe he turns into that somewhere else. I don't think that he's ever going to be elite, and I certainly don't think that it's ever going to click for him here, unfortunately. It's such a shame, too, because there was so much hope with him. Everybody really was so excited about the fact that the Jets finally had this guy that seemed like he could be the franchise quarterback that they'd wanted for so long, and now it's falling apart. It's set, as you said, Gus... It's painful to say this, but the best thing that could happen for all parties involved is for Sam Darnold to get traded somewhere else. And for his sake, I hope that if that happens, he succeeds. I know that a part of us will be really upset that it happened because we'll keep thinking about how it should have happened here, but it's not going to happen here. So for his sake, I hope it happens somewhere else. Yeah, I'm I, I'm not at the point where I say there's no hope with Sam. Even I won't say that there's no hope with him here uh there's no hope with him with gaze that's for sure a new the right coaching staff the right draft picks next year it could it could happen but i think the percentage is much smaller than 
what what it would be with uh, Trevor Lawrence or Trey Lance, uh, even who I haven't even really done any studying on. I think I'd rather roll with the young guy who hasn't been uh, broken over the past three years and still have those extra draft picks to work with. Um, but I, I, without a doubt, Sam Darnold's best chance is to go someplace else. Even if you get the right coaching staff and players around here, it's still best, you know, the whole change of scenery, give him some confidence back. Maybe, maybe he's just like go to a different organization, a better run organization is one that'll help him get him. Uh, you know, he could go plug in at the Steelers and they have weapons for him. They have a good offensive line already and much better organization. So I, I'm not ready to say that there's no hope with Darnold, but the hope here is very small and there would be more hope in other directions. And the percentage that Darnold can be saved goes up if he goes someplace else. Also, just to, uh, to add this in, little advice for Jets fans here. The Jets have failed to uh, cover the spread on all four of their games. You want to enjoy the rest of the season? Bet against the Jets. <laughs> you, you will make – at least you can make money, and it will be the one silver lining to Adam Gase still being here. I have a friend who made over five grand betting against the Jets alone the first three weeks. I, I talked to him. He said he stayed away from last night. But uh, he he made five grand alone just betting against the Jets. Uh, and they're not, they're not going to get any better. They're, and there's at a certain point, the Vegas isn't going to be able to put the line high enough for how bad this is. So go ahead, spend some money betting against the Jets. At least you'll be able to make some money through all this misery. Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet. Next question comes in from Christian Ryan. He says, Guys, hear me out on this, but is it possible that we should be happy that Gase isn't getting fired in season because since Chris Johnson is this inept, perhaps if he removes Gase, he would put Dowell Loggins in charge of the offense, which would be even worse. Tell me I'm wrong about this. You know what? I wish I could tell you that you're wrong, but with Christopher Johnson, I couldn't rule anything out. So maybe you're right about that. <laughs> maybe, but are we sure Dow would be worse than Gase? Uh, like, I'm not saying he'd be, like, he's definitely not going to be much better. But are we sure he'd be worse? Maybe he'd at least be willing to try something different. I still think that they probably go Jim Bob Cooter there because I think if you fire Gase, you're probably firing Dowell as well because they're connected at the hip. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can't rule anything out there. Again, if you want to be happy, find a silver lining to Gase being here. Just bet against the Jets and make some money. <laughs> Next question comes in from Harry Skillman He says which situation would make The Jets better off things continue As they are the team gets the number one Pick and have a timeline on a rookie deal For four to five years B they fire Gay soon get a New head coach Sam looks better Team wins some games but are going to need To pay Sam in a year or so I hate to say it but scenario A Is really what you're looking at here Because I don't think scenario B is that Realistic I think maybe Darnold will look better but I don't think that he's going to get to the point where it would be worth passing on somebody like Trevor Lawrence you and I were talking about this Chris before we started recording but essentially at this point you're hoping that Darnold can be turned into a good quarterback and you're still wondering if that can happen with Trevor Lawrence you're looking at a guy who's a generational prospect you can't pass on him for 
for the chance that maybe Darnold can turn this around and then you have to pay him in short order. With Lawrence, you're getting a generational prospect who you get on a cheap rookie deal for five years. So if we're being realistic about this, the best case scenario long term is that they would get the number one pick. And also the other thing about this, Chris, is as you know, we all understand that the Jets are not going to be a desirable destination for anybody with options as a head coach this offseason. However, if they get the number one pick and they have the possibility of taking Trevor Lawrence, they have the potential to attract much better candidates because a lot of these guys will look at it and say, oh, okay, a lot of cap space, a lot of draft picks, Trevor Lawrence seems like a pretty decent situation. But if it's Sam Darnold and you have to try and explain away what people have seen from him the last three years to an impending coach, you're going to have a lot worse odds of getting somebody that you really want. So the truth is, scenario A is better in the long run, even if we wish that Sam Darnold could still be that guy that we were hoping that he would be when they drafted him at number three overall. There's been one quarterback like throughout uh, you know, recent memory and the history that has put up like says types of uh, inadequate numbers Darnold has for the first couple of years and has and eventually became decent. And that quarterback is Alex Smith. Um, that's that's what you're looking at as kind of best case scenario for Sam Darnold here. Like best case scenario is that he can be salvaged to be Alex Smith. And Alex Smith is a good quarterback who is not going to do enough to uh, take you to the next level. So you're not going to pass on a Trevor Lawrence for that, uh, for that being the ceiling at this point. It, it probably had a higher, he had a higher ceiling when he got drafted, but at this point, he's got so much bad coaching. It's been so long. You can only talk about how young he is for so long at this point. That, that youth is only a little bit of a uh, of an advantage there because he's just been broken for so long. Um, so best case scenario you're really looking at right now, history will say, is Alex Smith, and that's not going to be good enough. Um, one thing I do want to address, because I wrote an article about this a couple weeks ago. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it here on this pod, but I still see fans saying this, that, if they get Trevor Lawrence, he's still going to have nobody around him. He's still going to have nobody around him. This team's still going to stink. When the Jets got drafted Sam Darnold, they had to give up draft picks to get him. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't have draft picks to a, – a, a bunch of draft picks to fill in the roster around them. Mike McCagnan made bad free agent signings, and he made bad uh, draft picks with the picks that he had. Because of the Jamal Adams trade – Joe Douglas has extra draft picks. So, yes, he's obviously got to hit. He's obviously got to get the uh, free agents uh, signings right. And it's fair for you guys to be skeptical that he's going to do it. But they they are in much better position to build talent around uh, a Trevor Lawrence now than they were when they drafted Sam Darnold. So, there's really not even close to a debate. If they end up with the high enough pick to draft Trevor Lawrence, they have to take Trevor Lawrence. Next question comes in from Inevitable Trade. He says, thoughts on Mike Leach as Jets coach. If this team's going to be bad, at least it should be fun. (laughs) I'm all in on it. I love Mike Leach. He's awesome. Bring him in. Because as you said, if it goes well, it'll be awesome. And if it doesn't go well, at least it'll be entertaining. But either way, it'll be a hell of a ride. 
it, it definitely wouldn't go well. It would, yeah. it would be a disaster. <laughs> it would be a disaster. But what a glorious disaster mm-hmm. it would be. Think, think about all the conversations about aliens I could have with him. Um, <laughs> man, it would be a glorious disaster. It would be a lot of fun. Um, and if they end up with like the fourth pick, you could talk me into it. Uh, if they if they if they got Trevor Lawrence, then I'm uh, I'm not signing up for that. But uh, it would be a hell of a lot of fun, and it would be a glorious disaster. That's going to wrap up part one of the weekend mailbag. We'll be back with part two tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure you visit Chris at CNimbly and at Jets Insider on Twitter. Read his very big deal work over at JetsInsider.com. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time. doesn't cost you any money. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and Turn on the jets.com.